Hi guys, we're back! Wow, it's been a minute, eh guys? <laughs> so we're gonna record today another episode of My VSG Journey. I said it right this time! Oh you did! <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Yeah, so uh, like usual, it's uh, Michelle and... It's Kevin. Yeah, so we just wanted to come on today, it's been a while, so we wanted to update you on a few things and uh, let you know what we've been up to in the past few months. So, uh, first of all, I still haven't got a date for the surgery. No. Since it has been cancelled. Uh, but I am on a Facebook group with uh, people from my hospital going through the same process. And their phone has been ringing uh, quite a bit, so I'm feeling like it's about to be soon. Yep. Maybe we could do a bit of a recap of what happened since it's been a minute since we've uh, done a podcast. Yeah, sure. Uh, you go ahead. Yeah, so um, I think it was might have been December. Am I correct? Yeah, because your date was January 4th to get your surgery and you were in the middle, not in the middle, but you were you were like on day six or seven of your liquid diet. And day nine. Day nine. Okay, so you were pretty close to the middle, yeah. And uh, you got the call saying it was cancelled, and then they believed it would go, like, for March. Well, now it's March, and pretty much nothing has happened yet, so we're still in waiting. Uh, we're, Michelle is seeing that people are getting called to get their surgery, but we don't know their medical history, right? Michelle is relatively in good health. Uh, yeah. She, yeah. Because when it first started, I think it was mid-February, but mm -hmm. they were only doing the urgent ones. Yeah. She doesn't need, like most people have to take like uh, supplements, vitamins, all that. Michelle uh, takes uh, one supplement, but I think that's her choice. She didn't necessarily have to, if I'm not mistaken. Um, well, actually, they give that to everybody. It's okay. like a supplement of uh, vitamin D just to uh, boost your system before the surgery so you're like in perfect health but no matter what your results are are they're gonna give that to that prescription out to you okay so that's the only thing uh, that i had to take in um before uh surgery so yeah i was on day nine can you guys imagine oh my god it just kind of made me think michelle um since you're in relatively perfect health did it cross your mind like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this? Maybe I'm compromising something? Is that something that you thought of or? For sure. I think I, I believe, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, that we've touched a little bit about this in other episodes. Yeah, I think but so. But that's one of the reasons why I was kind of frustrated that mm -hmm. society was not meant for people that are bigger because... Technically, on paper, if you look at everything but my weight, I'm I'm in a great health. Yeah. So it's kind of frustrating to have to change your body, although you're in that health. But actually, I don't have to. Uh, I don't judge people that choose not to go through this process or anything. But I, I feel like it's the right choice for me. Yeah, well, like you said, like, it's not just society's perceptions. It's also, you know, things that were are fabricated for society. Like, example, like, uh, I think about, uh, what's it called? Their amusement parks. We go to on a roller coaster, getting into the ride or in airplanes. 
it's it's not made they're not made for bigger people and uh, it kind of reminds me of that show we've been watching where the it's uh, it's i'm not sure if i can name drop but like it's thousand pound sisters Mm -hmm. and there's the brother there that his dream for like 20 years because he's always been heavy eh yeah his dream was to get on the the roller coaster you know because he hadn't been because he'd always been big so like it's little things like that that really make your quality of life yeah exactly and i this is my biggest motivation to do the surgery um like i said i'm pretty sure we touched on it but still just to recap so this is one of the reasons why i chose to do this Mm -hmm. just so i can be free of doing whatever i want like I think it was yesterday I was looking at flights for fun for Easter. But then I was like, oh my God, I would be so uncomfortable. You were looking at flights for fun. You didn't even tell me. This is my idea of fun, looking at flights. (laughs) But then then I'm always like, I can't go too far in my excitement and project because I'm always like, ugh, I'm going to be so uncomfortable in the plane ride. I'm going to have to ask for a seatbelt extender. I, I'm not gonna like this, you know. Yeah, well, it's not. It's not like a sure thing, though. What but I under. I I mean, a sure thing that you have to ask for one. But yeah, I understand. Well, if it happened last time when we were in business class, I'm pretty sure it's gonna. And I probably gained weight since that last time. So, well, actually, speaking of weight, something I find ki- kind of surprising. And I, I decided that I wouldn't mention my weight or uh, I don't want to be mentioning weight loss or anything on this podcast because I know it can be triggering. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I did my uh, nine days of, uh, of a liquid diet, mm-hmm. I did lose quite a bit of uh, weight. Mm-hmm. And funny thing, now we're four months later mm-hmm. and I still hasn't gained back that weight yeah it's, yeah it's true you're telling me that the other day you haven't yeah it hasn't even deviated a pound uh a pound yeah so i find that kind of interesting like mm-hmm. uh, and it makes me feel confident in the future because that means i'm able to maintain yeah a healthy weight yeah but i was talking to my sister about that the other day and she made me realize something too it might have to do with the fact we're not drinking alcohol anymore. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we decided uh, for January, we would do dry January. And then we decided to do dry February. Yeah, we had a, we were collecting donations for a rehab uh, facility uh, in the month of February. Yeah, well, they do prevention for... Uh, the, the money we were collecting was to do prevention for uh, the younger people. Mm-hmm. But they all they also have a rehab uh, center. So we were collecting money for that, and then we had a discussion. Uh, our March break actually started in February, so when we were on our way towards our vacation spot, uh, we had a chat in the car during the car ride, and we said, "Do we do March?" And Michelle said yes. I said yes, but if there's something like cool happening i don't really want to um deprive myself but then i realized something i didn't feel the need uh i i but i think that's how that's just like a personal thing i think i work better with like not having the restriction just saying oh i can if i want but at the same time i don't want to so i'm still dry 
And uh, I think I'm going to stay like that for quite a bit. Yeah, I I totally understood when you told me that you wanted to keep your door open to maybe drink in the future because that it's the same thing with food when you say I'm not going to have this food exactly. then you get That's... Into, into a state of craving that food yeah. so bad. Yeah. So I think the fact that you're telling yourself if I really want a beer I can have one is like lifting that mental weight off. Mhm. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going for there. Because mm. you can make the connection with food. We've already talked about this before. You know, we love that book that we we've already mentioned it by Christy Harrison. And that's basically where we've gotten the majority of our um, opinions and where we've learned the most, I would say. Yeah, well, after that, I read other books that had the same mentality. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, the anti-diet book was the first one to really open our eyes on yeah. the way our body works and stuff. And funny thing, I don't know if I mentioned that already, but my um, uh, my surgeon, when I met him for the first time, uh, I told him I wasn't sure if I really wanted surgery because I was re really worried about complication and everything. And he told me I have less than 5% of chance to lose the weight on my own. And uh, that really can Oh, without the surgery? Yeah. Okay. I believe with the surgery is about 40%. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought when you told me that, I thought you were saying that it's 5% that people can keep the weight off. Oh, no, no. I, he meant if I don't have surgery, this is the percentage chances of me being able to lose the weight on my own. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds a lot. I, I thought he was just like being mean. No, no, and but then I was I was wondering, okay, but with surgery, I didn't thought of asking him while yeah. I was in the appointment. Yeah. But then I made research, and it seems to be about a forty percent on long term. So, mm -hmm. like everyone is saying, it's a tool. It's not uh, a fix. Mm -hmm. It's just a tool to help you uh, get the weight up. Yeah. But the fact that I've been man man maintaining, I think, is uh, is good news for me. I'm thinking that. Uh, I, I'm able to keep the same weight with, mm -hmm. without any effort. Like right now, I'm not watching what I eat. I'm not doing any any special um, activity. Like I do my treadmill once or twice a week, which is really not that much. But, but that's <laughs> when you feel like being active, right? Because we're really... Yeah, yeah right? I'm trying to listen to my body a lot. Exactly. So th th this is what it is. But I know that when I'm going to be getting surgery in the first few months, I might put more effort. Well, I will put more effort into that. I'm making sure I walk every day and everything mm -hmm. because I want to put all the chances on my side, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Best way to do it, I'd say. Yeah. And then after that, I know I'm able to man maintain. I, I know it's not going to be easy. I was going to say pretty easily, but I know <laughs> I know it's it's not going to be easy, but... I'm feeling pretty positive about what's to come. So I'm hoping that I'm going to get my day soon and probably be uh, having surgery sometime in April. I think that's a reasonable time. Yeah, me. I'd say so. If COVID stayed away it is right now. So right now we're just, it's, the cases are going down and the hospital, ah. Can you say that word for me? Hospitalizations. <laughs> Hospitalization. <laughs> They're going down as well. So I think that's great. Yeah. 
And I know we said to you guys we would continue to do the podcast during uh, the waiting time, but uh, it's been a little crazy over here. Um, first of all, I had to process that uh, I didn't get surgery. I, was, I felt so ready. I was so motivated, and then it didn't happen, so I was kind of annoyed. So that's, I think, the first reason why we didn't recur- rec- record. Yeah. And then after that, we were just busy, I feel like. Well, just life was happening. Yeah. Exactly. I got uh, promoted at work, and I was really focused on that. Did a lot of overtime and stuff, and... I didn't have much to say to about this. Like it's canceled. I don't know what to say other than I'm I'm waiting and I'm just trying to keep my mind off it. Yeah, but we did watch like a bit of reality TV of like people, and we also watched like a lot some YouTube of people uh, their journeys. I, I and, love that. Yeah, and uh, I think something that we noticed was that uh, everybody's struggle is different, but at the same time, everybody's struggle is the same. What do you mean? Well, everybody has their, um, like, I would explain that. But just for, like, the way people, their bodies are, what uh, they are now can eat or what they can eat or what they're having difficulty uh, physically um, and also what they want to eat. It's It all changes. But at, at the whole, everybody is still struggling but at the same time it's just like we said before it's a tool to help you in your weight loss journey because sometimes we need a bit of we bit of a, a, a crutch you know yeah you can't rely on that alone too exactly you have to have healthy habits yeah healthy so lifestyle. you really have to, it really you really have to change your whole idea your whole philosophy on nutrition Mm. Well, I, I'm looking forward to go through it, but and another thing I noticed a lot with uh, everything we've been watching, we're being fan, big fans of 600 pound life, a thousand pound sister, thousand pound best friend, all of them. And one thing I noticed is that they all have uh, psychological needs as well. Yeah, for so sure. I think it's really something to emphasize if ever you're trying to go through that process as well. Um, I know for me, I spent uh, December, January, and February uh, having therapy, and it was really helpful. Um, just to find out like some patterns in your life, just being aware of them, uh, I think it's really helpful because I think I did indulge in some, well, well, I did indulge in some binge eating before, but I feel like it's happening less and less because I'm much more aware also, I remember when we'd have like binge fests, we would feel really sorry for ourselves. Yeah, it didn't make us feel good in the long run. It's a, no. it's an instant gratification, but in the long term, it's not what's best. But I feel like it's all on the journey to learn to love yourself. Yeah. Because binge eating, it doesn't make you feel good. But if you don't, if you don't love yourself, then it goes together and... I deserve to feel bad as mm-hmm. well. So I think the loving yourself part, no matter what your weight is right now, is important. Yeah. It's been a really long time since we've had a binge fest. Uh, vraiment. It's, yeah. it's pretty yeah. rare it happens. Yeah. 
but um, yeah so and even at dinner you know it's rare that I'm gonna have seconds and I just feel much more in tune with my body and when I'm feeling hungry and when I'm feeling full of course it's uh, and something I'm gonna struggle with for my whole life I think to be uh, very much aware of these cues but we're getting there I think yeah well the same thing as you um i i am having seconds still but the late night snacking has gone down uh, a fair bit uh that used to be probably my worst uh habit uh eating chips or uh candy or chocolate or desserts or anything late at night uh but it makes me think that you're saying that that now you've started to have breakfast as well Yes, that's true. I eat breakfast. I used to not eat breakfast because I, I, I guess you kind of got to like train your body because I honestly felt sick thinking about eating in the morning. And then one day I just kind of like forced myself and then like it wasn't so bad. And then it became an habit. It became a habit. Yeah. Because if you were not having breakfast, I, what I think is that at night you were starving. And that's why you would just heat what, whatever you would come across. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, just a little tip 101. If you want to try this, if you're a big snacker at night, to make sure you heat throughout the day. Because it's a normal response of the body to want to indulge after being restricted all day. You know? Yeah. It's like in stuff that we've read, you know, like if you are, we, we have descended from cavemen, right? And we have those animalistic uh, instincts. And I mean, if your body needs food, your body, you're going to, you're going to, if you're not giving your body enough food, you're going to react in like, kind of like almost an aggressive way. Like you can, there's. You can be hangry where you can kind of lash out when you're hungry or at the same time you can kind of just be ravenous and rummage through the 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 cupboards and you know eat something like and just to satisfy that craving then it, it it's it's not like it's it's kind of like inane in us innate sorry well because before it would be helpful to have that it's a survival mode exactly but now we have all the food in our pantry. We don't need to go hunt for it or anything. So we just have to learn what are these cues. So instead of waiting until you get hangry or whatever other sign, just be uh, in touch with those early signs of being hungry, basically. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's been helpful too to work on that. So. Yeah, I, I was saying we didn't do much during these past few months, but you know what? I think we did improve on a few things like that. We didn't make a gi giant change or I don't know how to say it, but baby steps. Like that, a revolutionary change. Yeah, we didn't do a revolutionary change, but we've been taking the baby steps without even talking about it to um, create healthy habits for when the time comes. Yeah. Another thing I noticed is that uh, if you ate, I ate. and Oh, yeah, that used to bother me so much because I was yeah. like, it's impossible that you're hungry. I know. I would just look at you and I'd be like, oh, she's eating? Oh, I want to eat, you know? <laughs> But, like, I don't think I was really hungry. I wasn't listening to my body. Yeah, because what are the chances that two humans would be always hungry at the same time? It's almost like 
impossible to me. So that's why I was like, are you really hungry? I know you used to piss you off, so I stopped. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So is there anything else you would like to add? Anything uh, that we didn't cover in this uh, podcast, Kev? Um, well, maybe just to talk about, like, uh, if how's it going to go once you get the call? Yeah. Or also we can do another podcast for sure of course about when once you actually get the call well for sure we're gonna be recording when i do get the call um but yeah so the way i was thinking for when i get the call do you mean like how we're gonna organize our life yeah well i already have a lot of the products i need to for liquid diet that's true So when I get the call, it's not going to be stressful to run around stores to get some because I do have quite a few still. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling very, maybe too much zen about the liquid diet. I've Maybe because I experienced it already. Uh, although it was a lot of efforts, I did find a, a formula that works. Like I know what I like to have for breakfast, for lunch and dinner that's allowed within the liquid diet plan. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I don't have much apprehension for that part, mm-hmm. but I do have a lot for the surgery itself and after surgery. Yeah, me it's more after. Me it's more how's it going to go, uh, how mobile are you going to be? Yeah, it's mostly posts that I'm stressed about. Me too. I'm worried that I'm going to be in a lot of pain. Like, I I am on a bigger group about bariatric surgery, and a lot of people say that in the first week, they're just going to be posting, like, I have so much regrets. Oh, yeah. And then people in the comments are going to be like, in a month, you're not going to be saying that. It's just the first week sucks. Oh, so it's kind of like some, like a hump that everybody has to get over. Yeah, I think so. But it does stress me out a bit because I, I don't like being in pain. And no, you do not. <laughs> well, I don't know a lot of people that do. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to be like too, too in pain. But I guess they're going to give me painkillers too. I, I, I guess. Well, some people I think they have a hard time taking them because you have to take them orally. But mm. like your stomach is healing. So. Yeah. Well, that's another part of it. That Maybe you have to take them rectally. Maybe that'll work. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Don't think that's an option. <laughs> oh, Kevin. Meh. Why? So that's pretty much what I'm fearful about. But I know, like, after a month or two, I'm going to be so glad. And, like, things mm-hmm. are really going to start to change. And then I worry about loose skin and all that stuff. But I'm thinking, like, there is a way I can dress that's not going to look too bad. Mm-hmm. Do you have any apprehension about that part of, it, of the journey? Well, I was I was looking at the... We were watching that show the other day, and there was that girl that had the skin issue with, like, her excess skin. Oh, my God, and, yeah. And I didn't think it would be that big of a deal but then i i looked at her like suffering how it was like painful you know mm-hmm. so like yeah i just don't really want you to be in pain that's kind of what i i'm thinking of well i think that this woman that you're talking about she was uh starting at a much higher weight so 
that's why it was hard for her because her her loose skin was rubbing together. That's and true. Like, yeah. I, I think I think the people, I think some of the the people in the shows, their weight that they've lost like so much or whatever, like their not their goal weight, but like a weight that they got down to is like your weight now. So like, yeah, you're not in the same boat. I don't think. Yeah, but not judging them at all. I think they're they're really awesome, and it takes a lot of strength to take the step to change yourself when you're at a weight like that. I can't imagine. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Even like at, at the weight I am, I'm I'm feeling like it's a uh, it's a big step <laughs> to be yeah. doing this, and I know I will still struggle with loose skin, although uh, I might not be as um, heavy as, as 600 pound knife uh, people. I know it's going to be a struggle still, but I'm thinking of getting sur- another surgery down the line if ever. But I'm not a fan of surgeries. <laughs> of course, yeah. But I'm thinking like, it's like a temporary pain for something for something good. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you're pain for a week, mm-hmm. but then you have like years ahead of feeling better in your skin. Yeah. So I'm like, is it just like a pill to swallow? Yeah, it's like, like a risk reward thing. Yeah. So yeah, I think we covered pretty much all of it. Uh, is there anything else you would like to have? No. And I think this is a good a uh, good time to stop and then just say like, hopefully the next time we do an episode. Michelle will have gotten the call and uh, we can start the pre-surgery planning once again. Yay. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good day. Bye now.